Welcome to episode 44 of the Barman and Bevo podcast. We're back here Memorial Day weekend recording. We've got uh, my co-host Mike Barman here with us. Hey, Bevo. And we've got special guest, uh, one of my buddies from high school, Jim Oliverio, is here joining us. He'll tell some stories later about me and him getting into trouble in high school and college. You're already going into stories? Stories. Stories. The mini Joe Vandura Chronicles segment. Um, already going into stories. Jimmy's just going to kind of sit in, and he doesn't know a lot of the cycling stuff that we cover, but he wanted to hang out and uh, drink beers with us. Uh, uh, he's way he's way over the beer 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 time. Oh, it's yeah. it's five o'clock somewhere in the world right Straight now. Straight whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> it's five. Jimmy, welcome. Gentlemen, thanks for joining thanks, us. Jimmy. Thank you very much. Let's dive right in. Crazy week at the Giro. Crazy. I texted you yesterday. WTF. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you had, uh, saw what was going on or what I, was... I got out of Solo um, <laughs> at about 1 o'clock, 1.30, whenever we got out of Solo. And I just, I went to Flipboard immediately and I was like, what the hell just happened? Yes. And, and what? Well, no, I saw, I saw John Croom's post on Facebook. I saw Scott Patton's post on Facebook. Right. I might have seen Steve Hill's post on Facebook. Right. All about, like, John Croom's, like, it's fixed. <laughs> it's in the fix. <laughs> the fix is in. Um, and then uh, there's, we'll, we'll get to all of that stuff. But um, normal week early on, crazy week later on. Yes. Um, started Tuesday after the rest day with a time trial. Uh, Trento to Rovierto. Yep. Um, the Rohan Dennis wins. He was sixth overall yep. in the, in, in the standings at the time. <clears throat> um, Yates remains in pink. I saw somebody posted a, a meme of Tony Martin. Was he watching the well, time trial? Did he have a no, lead? No, he was in the hot seat. So he was the leader all the way up until the GC guys came through. Right, um, which usually happens with him. Right. And so he was on the hot seat for quite a while, and they kind of did that meme where it, the, uh, it goes back and forth with your – they catch you in a weird pose, and mm-hmm. and he kind of does an eye roll and a grimace, <laughs> and uh, and gets kind of call gets kind of called out. So, was it? I mean, he only lost it by a couple seconds, right? Uh, I think it was like twelve seconds. It okay. wasn't. It, it, we got second on the time track. It was pretty. It was pretty. De- it was pretty dead flat, and there was a tailwind, so there wasn't much opportunity to get a whole lot of time. I think. Um, I think Simon Yates actually ended up getting seventh or eighth in the stage. Um, which I wrote. I wrote down Tony Martin second, Dumoulin third, Froome fifth, Aru eighth, and Pino sixty sixth. I didn't write down. Yeah, I think where Simon, Yates finished. I think Simon Simon Yates did rather did, did rather well and defended his jersey rather well, which is why everyone just assumed, except for me. Um, well, when young guys, Simon Yates is only twenty five years old, and we've seen this in the Giro before from Kid Elevens and from riders in the past that just. Just they come apart in the last week, and and we saw two riders come apart the last two days. So, not just not him, just him like and, have a bad day. Him and Pino. Pino, Pino went. Yeah, Pino lost forty eight minutes to, or is in forty eighth place now. Wow, yeah. from third. Third. He had a podium spot with one day to go. Um. Anything else from the time trial? Any interesting things happened at the time trial? I don't. It looked like it was pretty. 
It's pretty straightforward. Um, stage 17, I've got Revo Delgado to Iseo, 155K. Yep, and this is this is when the wheels started coming off for Simon Yates because he lost 20-something seconds to Dumoulin in in that stage. So it was kind of rolling, and his team, his team was protecting him as best they could, um, but they still had two more climbing stages to come. So I've got rolling hills, downhill finish. Viviani wins his fourth stage. Yes. Quick step, man. Or, um, yeah, quick yeah, step quick force. Step. The spring is rolling into a nice summer for them. Yep. Um, well, it might be sponsorship renewal time, so it's always good. But it seems like they dominated the classic stages or did really well in the spring classics and some of those races. Well, this is part of this is part of what's going on with the with the teams going from nine riders to eight riders is there's fewer people that are dedicated to sprints which has opened up the sprints a little bit more, and there weren't a whole lot of opportunities in the Giro this year. Uh, so it was it was more, a much more balanced sprint day. Uh, but Quick Step is by far the best sprint team in the world with Viviani and Gaviria. They're quite a bit further ahead of Kittle and uh, Bennett and those guys. So you, Yates stays in pink, but he lost time in this stage. It's either that stage or the next. I, I have, I have the, the next, next one. It's actually the next one. I have the next one is where. Yes. So stage 18 from um, Abia Tegro He's to this up. It's awesome. Prado Nervoso. So the stage someone, profile looks can we, insane. Can we, get, can we get to the person who's trolling us from supposedly Italy that, yes. does, that, only, that only says that we don't know anything about cycling and that's their only tweets? Yes. Who is it? I have no idea. Oh, you think it's somebody... Do you, you think it's, it's? I think it's somebody randomly that caught us no. on the new platform. You no. think? It's, you, you think no. it's? I went and I looked at their Twitter feed, and the only tweets they have are related to us. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a new account. Yes, they follow like twenty people. Someone's trolling us, dude. You think it's Scott Patton? Uh, no, I think it's an Indiana. It could be probably five percent chance it's Patton. 20% chance it's a New Zealand. I can look at the data and see if somebody in Europe downloaded the podcast. <laughs> cool. This is somebody in the cycling world? No, it's it's kind of. We got we got a couple <laughs> we got a couple of tweets this week. Somebody new followed us on Twitter. From and Italy. From 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 like, within like no, where the Giro really is. No, but what's funny is that person follows Francisco Totti, who's a famous Italian uh, soccer player. They follow the Roma Club. Wow. Um, all right. The odds that this person's legit. I think I think it's somebody that's legit. All right, I'll go with you. Let me pull. Let me pull up the. Um, let me pull up the Podbean stats because I can pull that up pretty quickly. We'll do it for the next episode. But this was a great chance to get our troll. If our troll's in here, hey, thanks we're for listening. <laughs> we do know stuff about cycling. We just don't know a lot about cycling. <laughs> you know, it, for 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 Bevo, it's just. Kind of, I watch it casually. I yes. enjoy the Tour de France. I enjoy a couple and classics. All of my cycling skills only allowed me to make about ten thousand dollars a year, and everything I owned. What are you talking about? You swimming. make more than ten thousand dollars a year now. Working as a, at a, as a cyclist. <laughs> as a cyclist. Yeah, but you've been on the road with professional teams. Yeah. Yes. But as a mechanic. Yes, and and team manager and those kind of things. But as a cyclist. $10,000 a year and everything I owned fit into the car that I was driving at the time and that's that's as good as my cycling ability. So 
Yo, homeboy in Italy, if you're listening, man, welcome to the show. We appreciate it. If it's someone trolling us, that's funny as shit, man. We have one listener in Germany. Really? Is it Tony Martin? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. It says distribution last three months, 1% Germany. <laughs> 0% France, 0% Ukraine. What about Italy? Um, the comments were so funny, though. These hilarious. guys these guys are terrible, but I love listening <laughs> to them. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> okay. so that's, we all, that's all I can see. Yeah. So we can get into the next. So, so Viviani, quick step, all about it. All right, so stage 18, uphill finish, serious climb. Looked like it was relatively kind of a flat station, then just one yep. big swoop uphill. Um, it looks like the last 20K was, was uphill. Right. Um, and it looked pretty steep. I didn't see the gradients on it. One, and that's where, that's where Yates started to come up. So Quick Step wins another stage here. Max. Well, the, uh, the Mac, microwave ended up finishing ahead of the group. So Mac, I got, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. We had, Chakram? Like we haven't, I think it's Shorterman. It's S-C-H-A-C-H-A-R-A-M. I guess that's what we have to do. We have to spell it out. Congrats. I mean, <laughs> hey, quick step floors again. again. Another big stage. He must be. He must need a contract. Yo, uh, the next note I have written down. Yates shows weakness, loses 28 seconds to Dumoulin. Yes. Uh, and I'm assuming Froome was in that group as well. Yes. But Yates he, was the only one that lost time that day. So Pavavito and those guys were all in. Yates was the only one left out. And oh. once they dropped Yates, they they everybody drove it. You must have had a rough day. That was a quick first one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not the first one. Well, it's the first, <laughs> first one here. <laughs> um, and I've got... When we get through all of these stage recaps, I've, or, or especially when we get through the next one, I've got several questions for you. Well, I knew the questions. The questions are probably more important than the content. Right, so. but I think getting the content done first, yes. just because. Um, well, I think all our listeners know what happened at the Giro, so, so all right. I don't so necessarily you, yes, have to. Yesterday, stage 19, 184K, mountain stage from Venaria Real, Reale to uh, Barnonecchia. I think you got that one. Are you're, you sure? You're trolling. Bartonecchia? <laughs> He's going to... You're trolling. Trolling Italy. Let us know. <laughs> I'm sure we've offended about everyone who can speak Italian already. Um, All right. So we've got four... It looked like four serious climbs on this stage. Yes. Uh, mountaintop finish. Yes. Froome attacked with 80K to go in the race. Yes. Festerveve? Fest, I didn't write down it's where gravel, he was. It's, it's a gravel climb. And he took off 80K to go solo. His, um, team, his team set him up. They did the usual. They kept the pace up all the way up the climb, and then Froome, Froome attacked and went over. So Froome ends up winning the stage. Yates lost over 39 minutes. Yes. Pinot finished third. Dumoulin finished fourth. Um, I want to go back to something you said in week one and week two of the Giro, Sky can't come back and win. They don't do they don't do this very well, and they looks never, like they, they did they okay this time. They had they haven't had to, and yes, the racing the racing itself was 
was fantastic. And it's what he needed to do. Demoulin needed to cover. Uh, you know, Demoulin, I understand what he's thinking. It's 80K to go. He doesn't have a lot of teammates left. Um, Dumoulin or Yates? Dumoulin. Okay. Dumoulin more than Yates. Everybody knew that Yates was going to come apart. It okay. wasn't It wasn't that. They were all working to put Yates in trouble already. He was in trouble. So if Dumoulin goes with Froome, he doesn't have to pull. He just has to sit behind Froome's he wheel. He just has to sit on Froome's wheel. And Dumoulin has done a fantastic job of not digging into his red into the red and going his own pace and pulling back people. And unfortunately, he got caught in a situation where he was the only one with any interest to pull back Froome. But, but for the five guys that were in the with the five guys in the group besides Pino's uh, teammate, he was really the only one that had any interest in bringing Chris Froome back. So he got caught out. And the odds on Froome being able to get over three minutes on Dumoulin is really, really super low. So, Was this, for, for Yates, was this a, nutri- a nutrition thing? No. Okay. It was a being 25 years old and not making it through a whole lot of Grand Tours yet. Okay, so my next question was going to be, was it because he was defending the, the pink jersey too long? Like... Um, like anything else in life, you, the human body goes to a certain point on a very uh, at a very high level, and then eventually it just comes to a point where it uh, it shuts down and it cannot no longer do it. This is like being in the Stanley Cup Finals and you've never played more than eighty games. If you were career. coming out of junior hockey or you're coming out of college basketball, and and so you're you play sixty two games a year. So all of a sudden you have 82 professional games mm-hmm. that you've played. And then you've gone seven games, a couple of series already. So your body has never gone through this before. And obviously it probably happens more to youngsters than it, to someone who's 21 to 25 than it does someone who's 29 or 30. Was this doping? No. You think Froome's clean? Yes. So the guys with the giant inhalers on the side of the mountain had... <laughs> Are funny as shit. There, I there were dudes. I am with sure inflatable inhalers. I'm not kidding. I'll show you the pictures. And I'm holding my hands I'm, about four feet apart. They can't afford. They can't afford. They're gonna lose the Volta with the positive with the adverse analytical finding. They can't afford to lose the Giro also, and they wouldn't take any chance. No. And that's part of the reason you're seeing the racing that you're seeing. Like Froome had a bad day after he won. Um, uh, the week before, mm-hmm. uh, he's just getting stronger now. So, so his bad day today wasn't as bad as it was last week because he's getting stronger. Does this? Where does this put him for the tour now? As there are. If, oh wait, that's a loaded question. Where does this put him for the tour as far as a training schedule? It doesn't matter. The only training you're doing between the Giro and the Tour de France is recovery. The problem Froome has now is there are three Movistar riders named Landa, Quintana, and Valverde that are watching television, watching his pedal stroke and seeing what's going on, and they are just licking their chops like they're at the all-you-can-eat Sonny's Shoney's buffet, like breakfast buffet with a big spoon, like that huge metal spoon about to dig into those eggs. Those guys just love the fact that he had to dig this deep. I was reading something on the, the Froome situation. What's the whole thing with like kidney failure that keeps popping up? The some scientists, some of his his scientists believe 
that his kidneys stored the the medicine mm. that was going in there, yeah. and then it could possibly release it. Unfortunately for them, they haven't been able to recreate it in the lab. Well, we've got a medical professional here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy that you're saying that keeps falling apart on certain stages. No, no, no. no this is the best in the world. He's won. This is the guy that four won Tour the, de France's. He's won the last four Tour de France's. He won the Tour of Spain in, in September, yeah. but there was a, a, a inaccurate analytical adverse analytical finding. So you're allowed to take up to 16 puffs per day on your uh, asthmatic inhaler that has salbutamol in it, and so. Which is a, a, a doping <laughs> drug. So you're not allowed. To, you're allowed to use an inhaler. You're not allowed to use a nebulizer, and you're not allowed to introduce it. In cycling, what we've run into in the past is athletes forget that when you draw your blood out, that it has all the chemicals that you've been using for performance enhancements when they take that that out, and then when the athlete goes and puts that blood back in. Traditionally, back in the early 2000s, when a rider, if a rider felt like they're going to have a bad day the next day, they would get a transfusion the night before. Floyd Landis. Lance Armstrong. There'd probably be some testosterone and sure. and other and but so, but what happens when now they can test for the plasticides? I believe that are in the bags that hold the the blood. But back in the day, they just looked at your hemocratic to make sure that it was below 50. So as long as your doctors put the right amount of blood that was oxygenated and properly done, um, unfortunately for Contador, some of the drug, some of the blood that he took out had um, clenbuterol in it, probably from tainted meat or, or some something. So it was a very, very, very small percentage, but it was in his blood when they went and they tested them. And so... We've been cycling as a whole tends to be cleaner than I think most sports. They do a lot more testing. They they tend to be on it, but on the opposite side, anytime anyone does something heroically like Froome did on Friday, the first thing that comes out and the first posts on Facebook are yeah, right back to the athletes that cheated in the past and just got caught. Sure. Steve Hill's post. Look who won the Giro today. And it's a picture of Floyd Landis in the Phonak jersey, which yeah. was classic. The the way the doctors described how much testosterone was in Floyd's blood when he won that stage was, I can't believe there's a virgin left in the hills of France. <laughs> um, how reminiscent was this of that stage of the Tour de France with Floyd Landis? No, this is, this is different. This is... There was a lot of team dynamics. Uh, Dumoulin wasn't free to go on his own because he had to protect his second place. Um, it, it, yes, it was mano a mano, but it you know it was at, sitting at two thirty to three thirty the entire way to the bottom of the climb, and then I believe the chasers actually climbed faster than Froome. So this isn't the same kind of this isn't the same context. Um. Did Froome ride himself into shape? Uh, him and Dumoulin did. Dumoulin is climbing 20% better than he was at the beginning of the of the Giro. And he's been basically sitting in second the whole time. Yes. Uh, but Dumoulin's time trial much, much better than Chris Froome had. George Bennett's comment. I love George Bennett. He's on my fantasy team. Was his comment... So, his team came out today and said... We were. He was more commenting on the situation. I agree. And not the not the doping, not the doping, and the, and not the doping effect. 
And that and I, I totally agree with that with that comment. They're not like covering up like he No. Because to me it like he goes, Oh, he pulled a Floyd Landis. Yes. Well he did pull a Floyd. He, he attacked he with attacked a huge early amount of time to go. And did something that no one anticipated and no one anticipated happening. So yes, in that respect, yes, it, he did pull a Floyd. I don't think George Bennett was commenting that Chris Froome was dope like Floyd was, but it'll be interesting to see in the future. Okay, so I asked you, was where does this put this for Chris Froome for the tour from a training perspective? The other question is, where does this put Chris Froome for the tour as far as being eligible? I don't think the Tour de France, like I mentioned before, they do have a contract with the teams that if there is a rider that could be detrimental to the Tour de France on that team, they are not allowed to ride. And so, unfortunately... sticking with your guns? The, the Tour de France is not going to let him in unless Koss allows it. Who's Koss? The, um, the uh, sporting uh, arbitration... Uh, okay. The... Um, they're 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 the world, um, um, the legal, the Supreme Court of all of all um, sports, and so th- that's where they'll have to go. And yes, they may be required to actually take them, uh, but I have a feeling that the UCI might be able to to push this along enough that you know, like I said, they had the opportunity to to go after Froome right after the time trial that day at. I thought they were going to go after him then. So, but there, there's a month. It's it's a month apart. So, um, <clears throat> do you want to talk? Is there anything else that we didn't cover? I think there is. Yates lost over thirty nine minutes. Pino finished third. Dumo finished fourth. Sky come from behind. No, I think we did cover everything here, unless I'm missing something. Except for today's stage. Well, no, no, that's and that's next. Stage <clears throat> twenty from Susa to Cor- Corvina, Corvinia. Right. Um, another climbing stage, three climbs, two hundred fourteen k. Mikel Nieve wins the stage. Um, was there anything interesting here? Oh, yeah. What's his name? Pino, uh, Pino lost, lost and is in the hospital right now, getting IVs and exhaustion, the flu. Yeah, they're not sure if he's going to start tomorrow. Um, dehydration. He was just, just these two young guys, just yeah, not as young as Simon Yates, but still, still, he just he just dug too deep, and he was actually attacking the Mullen on the bottom of the climb. Also, should have been just kind of sitting in and doing his thing. Was that a nutrition thing, or was that just a worn worn out? Which happens when you have natural athletes in in Grand Tours. Right. Uh, Froome secures pink for tomorrow's final stage. Is is with Dumoulin only back, I think I read 46 seconds. No, there's no chance. Not going to attack. No. Is it a loop through Rome? Uh, Milan usually. It said Rome to Rome. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought they usually finished in Milan, but Rome's fine. Uh, It looked like it was like 115K. Right. So that's just it's just basic. Are they just going to go around Rome a couple times? Well, they'll probably have a circuit and then they'll have a finishing circuit. So okay. Um, are, I I'm surprised by this race. 
I didn't think Froome was going to make it. Well, unfortunately for the Tour de France, it's going to be impossible to outdo this. No, there's no way. Yeah. Unless and, they let Froome ride. the French have such a hard time thinking that they're not the best in the world at anything. So... Even though the only thing they with have the Tour de France a little over a month away, about five weeks away, six weeks away. Yeah, who's your favorite? Any of the Movistar guys, Landa or Quintana. Any of the guys that didn't race here, and then you have Rigoberto Aran. You have other guys that anyone who didn't race here has a leg up on Chris Froome. Is Dumoulin going to ride the Tour? He hasn't decided yet. Is Yates going to ride the tour? No, Adam Yates is in the tour. Simon Yates is is, is not. Is last year we had Froome, Iran, and Landa. Landa on the podium. Yeah. No, Landa was fourth. Who's um, Dan Martin or I don't think it was Dan Martin. Was it Landa third, Martin fourth? Yeah, I think Landa was third, and I think Iran was second. It's possible. I forget now. Is Sky going to make the podium at the Tour? Maybe with Benal? Firm's not. You don't believe Firm's going to be in the Tour? No, it was good to see. Is a French guy going to make the podium? Uh, Bardet? Uh, Bardet was was third last year. That's who it was. Yes. Yes. So, yes, Bardet will make the Bardet will make the podium. Is he a threat to win the race? Yes. Who would you take, him or one of the movie star guys? I have movie star. Absolutely. You think movie stars? Movie star. Movie star is going to win this Tour de France. I like it. I'll break out the old movie star kit. (laughs) Got it in the back. Dude, they don't make a movie star kit in your size. They do, and I got it. It's a it's a medium, so I fit in nice. All right. Dude, it's got to be like some old man Walmart like shorts with the elastic like all the way around. I'll secure us a movie star <laughs> sponsorship for the Tour de France for the Stooges podcast. Um, let's move on to soccer. Uh, today, uh, I'll talk about Atlanta United a little. They're off till Wednesday. They've had a nice little break here. They get Memorial Day weekend off? Yeah. Good everybody day. else is playing. It looks like they're off. Um I was hoping to put together a bet for their game Wednesday, but because New England plays tonight, I can't see the line for the next game. Interesting. Um, and that's typically the case with with some of the soccer soccer betting. So I do have a bet for you guys. I'll, I'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, so Atlanta's off. Wednesday night they play New, the New England Revolution. It's at 7 o'clock. I believe it's in Boston. Where do they play it? Uh, where the Patriots play do they play in? I think so. I think they're Gillette, all by the same company. Gillette Stadium. I think they're all by the, uh, the same company. That's why Arthur Blank wanted one, so Robert Kraft couldn't get up on him. Probably. Yes. <laughs> um, UEFA Champions League final today. I, I just found out Chris Anunziata is a big Liverpool fan. He's never been to Liverpool. He may have been. You never know. I don't know. He was posting about it on Facebook before the <laughs> before we started recording. He never mentioned Liverpool in his posts. Remember we were watching the Atlanta United game at, at Wayne's place at uh, Epic or yes. Ethic? Yes. He was talking about soccer, but he didn't. I've talked to him about Liverpool before. Before. But that doesn't mean he's Liverpool fan. He is a Liverpool Does fan. Does he have a Liverpool flag out front of his house? I don't know. I've never been to his house. I, I you, didn't see You've been there. 
I didn't see any. You had lamb. I I believe there. Duck. (laughs) (laughs) He was something exotic. So maybe he is. I don't know. So does he wear? He does. I've never seen him out in a Liverpool jersey. That's your argument to take up with him. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> you get tired because I, I'm doing stuff. And, and I've got get, to apologize and, for it. <laughs> and you get, and you get your Chris Nuziata time, which is apologizing for whatever Barman says. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, unfortunately, is usually well-earned, and I appreciate both you guys. So we had Liverpool against Real Madrid. This was kind of a wacky game. I caught... Maybe from 10 minutes on. Probably, especially because it's so close to the World Cup now. Yes. So, Liverpool scores... I'm sorry. Real Madrid scores the first goal. Goalie makes the save. Takes three steps to his right. Sorry, Anna. (laughs) Takes three (laughs) steps to his right. Throws the ball out. The Real player's right there. Just kind of nonchalantly throws his foot at the ball, hits the ball, and knocks it in the goal for a goal. From the goalie. From the goalie. And you're saying Brad Guzan is worse than that goalie. I am saying that. (laughs) (laughs) This goalie had a Brad Guzan type game. It was bad. Four minutes later, Liverpool gets a corner. Ball gets deflected. Boom, goes in. 1-1. Second half. About 10 or 15 minutes later, um, Real's got it in their end. You get a cross, and the cross is behind the guy. So what does he do? Bicycle kick. Goal. What? Um, Bail. Bicycle kick. Goal. Scissor kick or bicycle? Over the head. Parallel to the ground. All right. Lobs it over the goalie's head. I got it. Or the goalie dove, and he gave up on it like Brad Guzan. That's awesome. <laughs> Ten, awesome. ten minutes later, the same guy, Bale, is in on coming up the right wing. He sees an opportunity to shoot the ball at the goal. He does. Goalie hits it, goes between his two hands, and goes in the goal. <laughs> Guzan style. Guzan style. <laughs> 3-1 is your final. I believe Liverpool had a couple players get knocked out in the first half. Um, one of their best players got hurt. Knocked out like they subbed for him. They had to sub for him. They got hurt, and they had to take him out of the game. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, I think Real Madrid's won the last three UEFA Champions League titles. Yeah, but they've never... They they haven't haven't beaten Barcelona. (laughs) They they never win La Liga. Yeah, they did every other year. (laughs) Barcelona lost one game this year. Do they trade off? In the league. Yes, I said Well, I only know that from listening to... Alexi Lawless with me Lawless last weekend. Uh, yeah. Um, that gets me to our pick of the week. So I researched hard. I dug deep. I found <laughs> it. I found an MLS game you can bet on tonight. Really? Yes, I did. Is it? Is the show going to be up before the bet? The show will be up before <laughs> the bet. <laughs> so you and I'll post it on. Or, or you could act like it went up before and then no, no, edit it no, to no, be no. correct. Because I want to keep track of what Bevo's betting statistics are on a week-to-week basis. Are you better than Bill Simmons? Probably not. Well, most of these bets, <laughs> most of these bets are going to be soccer. Okay. So. Are you better than Brett Musburger? I'm not better than Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> Wait, when did he pass? Like 2000? I think it was before that. 
In the he was in the Cannonball Run. He was in the Cannonball Run. Look at that. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm not going to do it. So I, so I was looking at a few of the games. And I was going to bet on... I was looking at Sporting KC. I was looking at the Los Angeles Football Club. What, do you need another beer? Yeah. Here. I didn't know it was that easy. Well, all you got to do is ask. Yeah, you want a dog. Well, now, <laughs> I hit her with the notebooks. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So there was I was I was highly considering L.A. Football Club. They're playing the who are they playing tonight? They're playing D.C. United. I was gonna go with that one, but the odds were not good. So I found a good one. The Portland Timbers are playing. The Colorado Rapids in Portland. Portland is the home team. And let me pull up my my website, betus.com. The spread was just, there was no spread. So even line betting, betting on Portland to win because they're the better team was plus 100, which means if you bet $10, you win $10. So let me see if it's still up here. MLS, USA, MLS, game. The game is at 9 o'clock tonight. <laughs> Portland, even to win. Bet 10, win 10. Against LA? Against Colorado. Oh, against Colorado. So you got the fifth team playing the worst team in the West. Wow. Nine o'clock game. The over is two and a half, which is unheard of. But I wouldn't take that bet. Take <laughs> take the take the take uh, Portland on the money line. Ten dollars to to win ten dollars or a hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars. I like it. The LA game was you had to you had to take LA with minus one, and I don't Oof. know if they can win that game by two. Oof. So, the, the the I was looking at that word three as the win the, the over in that game betting three, <laughs> but you would have had to bet thirteen to win ten or one hundred thirty right. to win hundred. So, um, so that is my pick of the week. Lock it in, Bevo's pick of the week, Portland. And you're keeping track of these, or do I need to? Keep we'll track keep. Of I'll, these? You you better do it because I have okay. enough on my plate. Well, Portland. We'll put, it, we'll put it in the notes. Portland to win plus one hundred. That's the, the spread. Portland to win pick. plus one hundred. It's a pick 'em. So one year from now, we're gonna do if you bet. No, we should, if do, you we bought, should do it every month. If you if you if you put ten dollars with Bevo, you would have X amount one year from now. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, what do you think? Ten. How much would you have one year from now betting on the Bevo line? Ten dollars. I'd be the negative. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with Jim. I'm like, hey, there's only one way to find out. There's only one way to find out. Um, I got another bet. Well, I don't know. If you, the you NHL wanna... Stanley Cup Finals. Are you really going to take Las Vegas? I'm riding with Flower. Golden Knights in six. In six. They can't be favored. They're not. Right. They are in Las Vegas, but they're not. <laughs> are there that many people in Vegas betting on the Golden Knights just yes. because it's the home, mm-hmm. the home team? I bet you they weren't anticipating that. 
I where were we the other day? We saw that the Golden Knights to make it into the playoffs was like two hundred fifty to one. Oh, that's something right. retarded. Yes. To make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, that, that had to be like over a thousand to one. Uh, that starts Monday night in Las Vegas. Washington Capitals, Scott Patton's favorite team. How did that happen? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So, I'm watching... He's got to be a Colorado Avalanche fan, right? No, he's Washington... Why? Is he from Colorado? Well, he lived in Colorado Springs for a long time. He lived in Washington. He He grew up in Washington. He grew up in Maryland area. He said he worked at the arena. Do we have any paycheck stubs? (laughs) You'll have to talk to Scott about that. You'll have to talk to him about that. No, Scott, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm giving you a hard time. So, I like how you wait until they win. The game. No, I told <laughs> Until they win game no, seven. What was funny was, <laughs> I saw him. Capital uh, I was trading messages with him during the Penguins series. How would you want to bet he does have a paycheck stuff for back then? I guarantee he does. <laughs> he's that guy. He's, pro- he's probably framing it now as we speak. Ricky Henderson's got. This kid's got. Ricky Henderson's got. So, I start getting messages from Scott on Twitter during the the Tampa Bay Washington game yeah. seven. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, it's not over yet, but it's looking really good. You know, he's like, he's like, I worked at, uh, I can't remember what he said, it was like Capital Arena or the Capital Center back in the Capital Center, something that, like that. That sounds right. Um, he worked there for I want to say like he said like two seasons, like 89, 90 ish, right around there. Right. So, you know, I'm not gonna root for the Capitals ever. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Well, it's almost as bad as me watching. We don't talk about NBA here, but um, the Cavaliers and the Celtics. And I'm rooting for the Celtics. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> Is that going to seven? Yeah. Yeah. I just like Al Horford. Al Horford came into Atlanta. Yeah, but he betrayed us. No, he left the Hawks. <laughs> Obviously, why? <laughs> they still be good if he was there. That's a possibility, but he can't carry the whole team. He's not yeah. that. He's not that type he's of a good player. Two. He's a two. Yeah, he's not that. He's not that type of player. But he, 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 used, to come in, he used to come into land cycling with his wife. That's cool. His wife used to ride more than he did. He just oh, needed wow. a bike and a bike that fit him. Jeez, well, God, there, there are no bikes that fit Al Horford. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you you want to make a pick for the Stanley Cup? I don't care. You gotta pick one. The more. Golden Knights aren't gonna win it. Come on, come on. It's going <laughs> to happen. No, it's not. Flowers gonna win his fourth Stanley Cup. Dude, when Ovechkin made that goal in game seven, like through the three hole or whatever that is on the on the right side, there is no way the Golden Knights are beating him. <laughs> Jimmy's in. <laughs> Golden Knights in five! Right now you have to do the very Rochester. Flurry has it in him. He doesn't have Sid to pat him on the butt. He's going to do the old <laughs> Superman save again. He doesn't have Sid to pat him on the butt. He's got James the Real Deal Neal to pat him on the butt. What do you suppose Malkin used to say to Flurry when he was having a bad game? Malkin gave one of the best sound bites ever last season when Flurry got like his record-breaking win with the with the with the team. He goes, "I don't know how this guy get 500 wins. I shoot on him every day. I score every shot." It makes no sense to me. It's one of the best sound bites ever. And it's just Malkin being a smartass about Flurry getting setting the all-time Penguins winning record. <clears throat> I can only imagine what Malkin says. He used to say to Flurry back in the day when he was Malkin's a really funny character. If you say so. I guess I guess you're you're Russian and you're uh Well he he still speaks in that funny Russian accent. 
like and he's like and it's super goofy and he's never serious about anything. <laughs> he just he's like a like super funny. I bet you he's serious about getting that check into his bank. Oh sure, I mean he makes nine million a year. Does he? Yeah, he makes more than Sid. Wow. Yeah, he's worth every penny. Oh no, not anymore. They can't cross check like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, goon. There's a good chance the Penguins are back in the finals next year and win it. What? I'm saying I'm stating it right now. We're not talking about next year until the end of this year. The Penguins win the Stanley Cup next year. We are not talking about next year until we finish this year. And then when we finish this year, we're not allowed to talk about it for three months. We can talk about it once, and then for last year, and then not until the season starts. He's right. banking on Kessel getting traded. That's why. Oh, I don't think Kessel's going to get traded. It's just a rumor. I hope he doesn't get traded. Is, I love is, him. Is McPhee coming to Pittsburgh? Is he going to clean up the team? <laughs> Guys don't want anything yet, yet. <laughs> and Jim Rutherford, we trust. <laughs> we talked about what's his name being in Carolina, right? Last time, yes. Oh, God, I can't believe that guy's got a job in hockey. Um, we'll talk about Han Solo real quick. I know you haven't seen it. I won't give anything away. I'm not worried about it. It was good. It was really good. As good as we thought it was going to be. It's, yeah. Okay. It's not a dud like The Last Jedi. I thought The Last Jedi was a bit of a dud. It was a little dud. So it's better I, than that. I, I was sitting there for, what was it, two and a half hours, and it never got going. It, like, yes, it just kind of... <laughs> it was like, you keep waiting for that scene or like whatever, and then, then they're like pulling up red stuff on the planet. I'm like, really? This is it? <laughs> this is the best you can do? So... It's like a peak planet. You know, <laughs> if if I were to rank the movies... Oh, no, what's... What are you stuck here? All the cords? Come on. Oops. All right. I put Empire Strikes Back 1, Rogue Rogue 1 2, Jet, Return of the Jedi 3, A New Hope 4, um, Force Awakens 5. Did we already do this once or did we just... Han Solo 6. Did we do this once or did we... Do Last Jedi 7. And then the other shit... Did, did we do this? Did I don't do believe this we once? have... We talked about it. We talked about it, but we never really like settled settled in on. One. Well, when we need content in the next couple weeks between the Empire Strikes Back and Rogue One are the two best Star Wars movies, in my opinion. I love Rogue One. Jimmy's making noises. <laughs> He's a bigger Star Wars fan than I thought he was. <laughs> hey, if you've seen them all, I mean that's a, that's a start. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll talk about it once I see some. Okay, um, Jimmy. Yes, sir. You got any you got any stories you want to talk about me? Let the the fans know about our. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So usually, 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 I do color. He does. He's Al Michaels. I'm Chris I'm, Collinsworth. <laughs> I'm more the side Dennis of John Miller. Madden. Dennis Miller. <laughs> so we'll do a little background. So where did you guys first meet? High school. Yeah, high school. Saint Joe's. St. Joe's, Buffalo. Yeah. Kenmore, New York. We, we already went through, I don't know, did you listen to Joe's podcast that uh, Mike's father did? Yeah, I listened, uh, I listened to the first one, mostly. Cool. Second he, one. He's oh, one of, he's one of the 13? He's one of the 15. <laughs> <laughs> 
but we did get a chance to, to you know, Mike's moved around the country in that part, yeah. in that part of the country, especially. Yeah. I think there was some Pittsburgh, some Cleveland, some, you yeah. know, Dayton, Ohio, yeah. and that. So we got we got some of that background. So you guys met at St. Joe's. So Jim, Jim and I went to St. Joe's. We met on the freshman. We, we probably met each other in class at some point, but we were on the freshman and JV baseball right, hold team Hold on. Together. Let's get something out of the way. Did you ever go to class? Yes. Oh, yeah, we had to. You had to. <laughs> All boys, all boys, private Catholic high school. Yeah. All right, so what did you guys wear? Shirt and tie every day. Khakis. Khakis, shirt and tie. Had to wear a mask in the morning? No. I would go to freshman freshman year, I went to communion service probably two, three times a week. That was an hour. With Brother Joe? Yeah, with Brother Joe. Brother Joe. Oh, we probably met there. We said a couple of novenas and we were well on our way. Jim and I were a bit troubled. So we needed all the help we could get. So the priest would see you come and they'd be like, oh, brothers, brothers, brothers need, we might need to spend a little extra time with these boys. No, it was voluntary. Walls started to fall down. Paint chipped off the walls. Paul always went with me. Okay, so St. Joe, freshman year. We played baseball together. Baseball. In the spring. What position were you? I kind of was like everything except for pitcher and catcher, but outfield, maybe third base, maybe shortstop. I was catcher. Catcher? Yep. Just your sole job. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Man. And we probably had, what, like 25 guys on the team? Yeah, it was pretty miserable. <laughs> Coach was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where the Mary, is he, was is he still there? Yeah, he had a power gut on because it was so... <laughs> Did he still have to wear the St. Joe uniform, or did he get the? No, he, he had the, like the athletic him. shorts. Yeah, he could the old, he, there the old polyester uh, coach shorts, <laughs> with the knee high socks, the bike, yeah, the, bike. <laughs> the bike shorts. That's exactly what they were. Elastic waist. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome little belt. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I had to something to prop the gut up. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so we played. Freshman and JV ball together. Yep. And it was probably around junior year where we kind of started hanging out the most. So there was like four or five of us. So me and Jim. Jim's, Jim was really close with our friend Brian. I was pretty close with our friend Kevin. And Paul kind of eventually kind of came into the group. So it was by the end of high school, it was the five, five of us kind of. Right. Um, every weekend. Every weekend. You know, what, what was funny was like, we all took physics junior year, and that's kind of where it kind of spiraled out of control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not even sure. It might have been before that. It had never been before. Before that. physics? Well, so, I mean, before, I mean, it kind of spiraled out of control as, as we got to know each other and got into some extracurricular activities that are really spiraled. I, so I, I want to tell the <laughs> physics lab story, uh-huh. and I want to tell the, the story we spent the night at your house with the, the two cases of Zima oh, Jesus, and, yeah. and uh, wine coolers. Yeah. And then no Jolly Ranchers. Uh, no, there was no no Jolly Ranchers at that house. <laughs> so, but croquet balls and tomatoes and a bunch of other things. <laughs> so physics at St. Joe's was a bit of a shit show. We had this teacher, Doc Breen. No one understood what the fuck he was talking about ever. His physics class con- was he never taught physics. He taught history. Yeah, he I was, slept through it all. <laughs> Sat in the front row, he talked in the back. Like I slept through front, it. middle, and once a week, whack on the back of the head to wake him up. And when he wasn't, when he wasn't sleeping, he was farting, smelling up the whole room. The green cloud. Oh, yeah. And like in Buffalo, in the middle of the winter, the heaters are pumping, and it's just it gets hot. It gets hot. In the and gross. The heaters are still pumping. And gross. Yeah. 
So, because no one had a clue what was going on in physics, because he wasn't, he was teaching history, not physics, there was always um, the ability to earn extra credit. Yeah. Right. Makeup quizzes. So, he would have makeup quizzes after school. You'd stay for like a tutoring session. He'd give you a makeup quiz. And the best was he would he would put stickers on his tests. Yeah. If you could sign he, your name, it was like an he, SAT. You, you, you'd do the test. <laughs> you'd do the test. You'd hand it in. The next day, he'd give you the test back. And it'd be like, C+. Plus. And there'd be a sticker of a lion and an air bubble that said, I ain't lying. This test stinks. <laughs> what? Stuff like, oh, yeah. this is this not crazy. And, and his tests, the classrooms were filled. Every single Every extra credit. I mean, if you could get any extra credit point, yeah. you were there. And all three physics classes would show up after school for physics extra credit. So one day, he goes, he grabs, it was a smaller class. There was maybe like oh, 15 of us. Yeah. He goes, hey, guys, I want you to take these boxes down to the dumpster. You're not allowed to look at them. Just throw them in the dumpster. So everybody's grabbing them, and they're like heavy. They're full with like files. So you, you can't tell Jim Oliverio <laughs> not to do something because it. it's going to get done. <laughs> so we get, we get down to the dumpster, and Jim goes, I got to find out what's in these boxes. They weigh a goddamn ton. <laughs> So he opens it up and he pulls out a folder and it's the physics labs from the class last year. Right. Three quarters of this class were spring <clears throat> pendulums labs, all sorts. Yeah, I mean, we had right. we had one lab. That I consumer. swear to God, it had like 30, 30 graphs in it. What? Springs oh, yeah. and pendulums. It yeah. was ridiculous. Took forever. So he figured, we figure out, I'm like, well, these are all labs. So I go in and I like start looking for the valedictorian, pull his out. I pulled that one and I grabbed like four other ones and I just took them and then we threw the rest away. So the rest of the year we're just like, I started selling the labs to people. <laughs> I would make photocopies of them and sell them for like 10, 15 bucks. And then like the Springs and Pendulum. I, I did the Springs and Pendulum's lab. I got it back. He's like, you need to redo this. So I copy the other guy's data, turn it in A. <laughs> we used to do all sorts of wacky shit. Yeah. Used to get there was the graphing, the graphing calculators with him was the that we, we had state state um, governed finals. Yeah, yeah, that was required from yeah. So New York, so state, everyone was you take the, region, on the same. So everybody got the same tests. Yes. across the state. So he he would come in for physics. We go to take the regents exam. We're sitting there. And everybody the night before packed as much stuff in their TI-81 as they could. <laughs> and then Doc, Doc comes in before they hand out the test and he goes person by person and deletes whatever's in the memory. And he gets to the, like the third guy goes, what do you got, directions of the moon back in here? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it was Kevin McPartland. I can't remember for sure. But it, he went in and like it got to the point where the cover, people were writing graphite on the cover all the answers because you couldn't see the graphite <laughs> on the dark blue. It was crazy. Yeah. The other great story was, I think between junior and senior year, was that the night we stayed at your house? Had to have been. My cousin Joey uh, bought us some drinks. None of us drank beer. None of us. So he bought us a case, four guys, a case, <laughs> four of, Z- case of Zima and a case of uh, Bartles and James wine. Cooler. Because that's what you asked for? Oh, no, no. We didn't ask for that. That's what it was brought to us. <laughs> So there might have been, what, was 24 in a case at that point? Yeah. yeah. 48 bottles of <coughs> cheap-ass cheap liquor. Red Bartles and James and white-ass <laughs> Zimas. Or clear Zimas. So, so we, had, we had this brilliant idea of just trying to drink and have fun and go out driving afterwards. 
And we got in a, we almost got in a fight with somebody. Yeah, this kid down the street from me, John McNamara. And because you were driving, and we were driving, driving, driving no, around, we're just talking shit on the street. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we were yeah driving by talking shit, and and uh, he was saying shit back, and of course, you know when you're when you're drunk on Bartles and James and Zima, you don't back down. <laughs> and so we didn't back down. We were St. Joe's Collegiate <laughs> alumnus, and we don't back down. Man. So. It gets to the point where the guy's waiting outside for us, and Brian's car is parked well, on the we, street. We drove home. Now, this kid was at least a mile from the house, and we drove back to my house. And what did we see him in that other neighborhood, and he followed it, us? It, it, was at least, yeah, it was at least a mile away, and there's no possible way this kid could have followed us as we're in a car, and he's walking. And so we get back to our, our house, and... and uh, for some reason, we go back outside and, and we go out the back door and around the front. And that fucking kid, I don't know if, I don't know how the hell he did it, but he was on the front porch of my house. Jumped off the front porch, tried to attack us. Now now we're armed with croquet balls, tom- <laughs> tom- tomatoes from my dad's garden, zucchini and broccoli, all this shit. Get hit and get hit by right. croquet balls. Got it. So four, four, base, four baseball balls. Right. So, right. so, of course, the three of me... And and uh, Brian and Kevin and me. Brian and Kevin. Yeah. And for some reason, I think Stettelmeyer was caught outside. Yes. And the three of us snuck around my neighbor's house and back in in back in our house. And we're watching this confrontation go out, <laughs> go down in the front of my house. And on one side of the car is Stettelmeyer, and on the other car, side of the car is McNamara, and they're about to go at it. And so McNamara is irate, starts punching my buddy Brian's car. Brian now. The car. Like punching yeah. the window. Bri- punching the window. He, he hits the window. Brian is like the most gentle. The Brian I know. No, no, no. no, no, no. This oh, is a different okay. Brian. The Brian, he is like the most <laughs> gentle guy you'd ever meet. Nice. Give you the sweater off your back. You know, drive 44 to 45. Home by nine. <laughs> you know, kind of guy. So, like, when the, when John, this kid John is, is punching this, his car, he's like, that Fucker punches my car one more time. I'm gonna go out and kick his ass. <laughs> and literally, as he says that, boom, punches the window one more time. So all three of us, we're looking at Brian like, all right, go ahead, go out there, go. He goes, all right, one more, one more time. time. <laughs> sure enough, Kevin escapes, gets back into the house. McNamara gets bored. We sleep with machetes and butcher knives. <laughs> and McNamara gets bored and leaves. The next day, we're cleaning up, and there there had to be like a case left. Oh, we barely did, barely, barely touched any of it. Barely. On the Zima. On, oh, no, 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 like both. a mix. Or the bottom Or the mix. A mix of both. Oh, so like a total gosh. of like a case of, like we drank a case between the four of us. You got one last story for the ID? Um, you want to talk about the ID? Who? The ID and why your parents don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you're the bad influence? Uh, I was never So up until influence. my wedding six, five and a half, six years ago, my parents had a thing with Jim. He wasn't allowed over, and they they, they they see Jim at the wedding. They're like they they fall in love with Jim again, and I'm like, I'm nice and I said this to him yesterday. I go, you know, it's so funny that this happens, and and I look at them. I go, you know, he's the same asshole he was 20 years ago. <laughs> Nothing's changed with him. You guys just had this block. So was Jim Doug and I Ilias? used to share a, a, a fake ID. Doug Elias, yeah, one of our classmates. We had a we had a, a Rhode Island fake ID. What? Yeah, we had a fake ID. And, and it worked and in Buffalo. It worked. Yeah, it, worked. it worked everywhere. It worked everywhere. Okay. <laughs> and um, I think I only got turned down maybe once with it. Yeah. 
you were going out some weekends. I had I had the idea, and I said, all right, you know, I'll let you have it. And so, uh, so I, I drove it over. Did it look like you? Oh, no. no it didn't look like The kid was probably black. I mean, who knows? McLovin, I think, is the name. Anyways, I went and dropped it off at his house, and nobody was he, home. He leaves it in the mailbox. In the mailbox, yeah. He just leaves, not in an envelope. Nope. Just the ID in the mailbox. I put the little, okay. the little red uh, the flag, flag up. up. Yeah, so he knows that there's something in there. <laughs> not thinking, oh, Mike's mom will probably get home before Mike. No problem. How am I supposed to? Know? So I get home from work. Who's Doug Elia? I go to school with Doug. Why was his ID in our, lace, in our, in our mailbox? What are you talking about? <laughs> pulls out his place. I go... That son of a bitch. <laughs> she goes, who put this in our mailbox? And I'm like, what are you talking about? How did this get in our mailbox? <laughs> did Jim put this in our mailbox? Yeah. She gets? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you have to understand, this is a woman who, who was meticulous with her house. and He, and took, I, he, I, came, he was in the house once. Yeah. I, I, I was like, you mess up the vacuum lines in the dining room that no one's allowed to go into. Or the living room, you're done. They saw you're me. Done. They saw me eat once. I was like the Tasmanian devil. They saw me eat once, and their their eyes were falling out of their head. You had to scoop their jaw up off the floor, and uh, from that day forward, I was never allowed back in their house. Not once. Um, there's probably a ton. I mean, we spent the last three days talking right. about stories. But you gotta tell the peeing off the roof. Okay. When you're in college, and how slippery it is up there. Okay, so. Did anyone ever fall off? No, thank God. Close. <laughs> Close. He he asked me he asked me he asked me earlier today. He goes, he goes, he goes. We're sitting at the pool, and from my backyard you can see the pool during the winter. Yeah. He goes. So which way is your house? And I'm like, it's right through there. If you look at the water slide, if it was if there were no leaves on the trees, you could see my house. I go. In fact, we could launch water balloons over the trees and land them right in the pool. He goes, like we used to do at the at the, the apartment down down at the Peach Fest. So we used to we used to we used to climb out onto the roof and launch water balloons at the park across during the Peach Festival. Did you hit people? Oh, probably. Probably. <laughs> we're behind the peak of this. The best was the night point. people were leaving the bar and we're shooting them at people as they're leaving the bar. What do you oh, suppose yeah. it sounds like? Is that thing's incoming? Incoming? Oh, I don't think it's silent. Yeah, it's, it's, silent. it's like a sniper. It's got to be sizzling. So you, <laughs> the best was the one time in the dorm we shot it straight at a wall and it went right. It put a hole in the wall this big. Oh yeah, with the water balloon. Yes, <laughs> it was like a two person you hold it and launch it. So, Jim, Jim, I transferred to Niagara sophomore year and because you got kicked out of Dayton because I I was not allowed back at Dayton. <laughs> Um, I transferred to Niagara. We've already covered that, I think. Uh, Jeff lived with me, so he knew Jim. Stadlmeyer um, mm-hmm. transferred in at the end of the in the second semester, and then St. Joe's would be so proud. Um, <laughs> but Jim used to come up just about every weekend, just for whatever was going on. So when we lived in the apartment senior year, we would store beer out on the on the patio because it was cold colder outside than it was in, inside the refrigerator. Right. And we had a grill out there chained to the wall. Now, mind you, so the it pat- wouldn't the, slide down the, the, the roof. The patio is not a patio. It's a roof. It's, a roof. it's not <laughs> a patio. It's not a traditional screen. So the apartment was on the second and third floor of like a, a bar. And the second floor was two bedrooms, a living room, a kitchen, a bathroom, and like a, a, another, which now has been converted into a fifth, a fifth bedroom. And then upstairs, there were two more bedrooms. And... If you walked up the stairs and turned right, you were in the apartment. If you turned left 
there was a door that walked out onto the roof that was, you know, maybe like 15 degrees. Right. Downslope. 20 degrees downslope. So in the winter when it snowed, you'd get about six, four to six inches of snow out there. And if we were having a party Friday or Saturday night, then we had one bathroom. <laughs> so if there's a girl and there's dudes out there peeing off the back of the, the roof. One, one night I go up there. I take one step and I start sliding. And I'm just sliding and peeing at the same time. And it's, you know, you've got, you've got like 20, maybe 15, 20 feet you have enough before, to say, oh, before you have to really start worrying. And, and I went about five and I'm like, oh, I better stop myself. You know, so I'm like trying to grip. I'm wearing sneakers. And if you fall off that roof, it's easily 20, maybe 30 feet down mm-hmm. to the bottom. Yep. I can't believe no one fell no off. No one ever fell off. The best was, I think, right after, right, right before he graduated, we moved a couch out there. Yeah, it was, was definitely, it was a multifunctional patio. <laughs> we had the grill, the grill was chained up to the, and it had a wood blocker nailed into the yeah. roof so it wouldn't slide down. And we kept a keg of beer out there and usually like a backup case of beer. So it was a, <laughs> a backup case Bathroom, of beer. it was a kitchen, it was a living room, it was a bedroom, people had sex out there. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a playroom. It was great. Oh, Jesus. No one ever fell off, though. Nope. Thank Close. God. Thank God. I think every one of the people that lived in that apartment almost fell out off of it once. At least once. At least Ed, once. Ed, Jeff, Kevin, Kevin. I don't know about the ice being up there and getting out there and just starting that slot that ice slide. Oh, it didn't take long. You just like you 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 have that feeling like I'm not gonna stop. When you start sliding, you start peeing in front of you to try to melt the ice <laughs> to get some grip. And you start peeing in front of you. Yeah. I want some traction. <laughs> Alright, um, it's time for Ask Barman and Bevo Anything. So we got three questions today that I know. We might have gotten one while we've been on uh, recording, but let me pull up the uh, questions. Um, Facebook. Nick Luther. Our number one question giver. Yes. Who did it better? Floyd or Froome? Froome. Because he did it clean? Uh, somewhat clean. Possibly clean. You know, he had, he does have, for debate at this he point. does have, who knows how many huffs out of the inhaler he took. But yes, I do believe it was clean and I do believe it was much more premeditated than, than what Floyd did. Um, if you get, if you got access to the USA crit stream, would you discuss on the podcast? Absolutely. Of course. Why wouldn't we? I mean, we might, we would discuss well, it I have, live. I have, I have USA crits live stream. Um, uh, is there so one coming can, up? Uh, it's happening right now, actually. Oh, today? Uh, Winston-Salem is going on. Oh, yeah, uh, Scott Patton's there. Yeah, he's officially. So, yeah, definitely uh, definitely do USA Crits. Um, you know, we're a little bit different than Frankie Andreu, so you never know. Who will be the next hero for the U.S. in cycling? In the absence of Lance, in, in the absence of a Lance, we need another individual to get behind. Why is the U.S. so poor for the talent at the world tour level? Um, I mean, I've got my I think Mike, Mike and I discussed this. It's really sad. There's probably only three or four Americans in the Giro. There's probably going to be two or three Americans in the Tour de France. Was and last good, year there were none? And I can't – I looked for the stats and I can't find it, but I bet you there's 30 Australians. Uh, 15 UK riders. I can answer uh, we're the just, reason. We're just, we're just behind. But uh, even though we have three teams, uh, three American teams in the World Tour, um, we really don't we we really don't produce World Tour riders. 
It's the same reason the U.S. doesn't compete well at soccer. Wow. There's just other sports that are pushed on kids at a younger age, like baseball, football, basketball, that they take up and stick with instead of something. You know, I started cycling when I was 25, 26. Um, You know, you did it at a much younger age. Jim, you took it up in your 30s? About four years ago. You know, so I mean... There's no, I think it's become a bigger, like Lance did help the sport a little as, as much as he set it back. But it's the same issue we have with, with soccer, being competitive in soccer. They're both, they're both pretty similar. And, yeah. and we have to have the one guy to lead. Um, is there one guy? Right now. Coming up? Well, Brandon McNulty is as good as we get. But he's much more in the Taylor Finney mold. Right. Um, so it'll be it'll be a challenge. Is it more likely that we have one guy that can dominate a specific, you know, be a climber, a sprinter, uh, all rounder, you know, someone like you when know, you only have three riders from your country in in a Grand Tour stage race, you're, the, the odds on you winning are astronomical. Yeah, just it's impossible. No, but like you know, a Taylor Finney's a good sprinter, correct? Uh, he's actually a pursuer time trialist. Okay. And then you've got TJ, who's kind of a time trialist as well. Correct. But, you know, and then you've got a bunch of young guys that Lance was talking about at... We have a bunch of young guys, but just like the last bunch of young guys, we don't have a bunch of young guys that do... You know, TJ got fifth at at the Tour de France, and that's far superior than anything I see anyone currently doing. It's like we aged out. Yeah, we totally aged out. Totally. I totally agree with that. Um, all right. Well, that does it for episode 44 of the Barman and Bevo podcast. Are we going to try and do the Jeopardy episode with Chris this week? Uh, so I, I didn't reach out to him. Um, it sounds like uh, Miss Love is doing better than before. Um, they, they just uh, uh, had their anniversary. I saw that today. I think, I think they went actually went out for it. Or who knows, maybe they brought food home. Um, but I hadn't reached out yet, so I haven't made plans. Looks like rain most of the weekend, anyways. That it's supposed to have been raining the last three days, and it hasn't. Right. So we'll see how it goes. Um, is the fire stick ready? Can we do? Yeah. Three people. Yeah. And a fire stick, and the fire stick is portable. Yes. It's a stick. All three of us. Yeah. So all three. We just of us. all have to download the app. Okay. It's ready to go. I just need a Wi-Fi signal. Yeah. That should be easy, right? All right. Well. I'll reach out. Okay, cool. Um, Jimmy, do you want to plug anything? Your Twitter address, your Facebook page. Nobody wants to address me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm unaddressable. You don't know. We have some trolls on here. I don't want to be trolled. Especially (laughs) by that guy in Germany. Probably just a Russian Russian troll. (laughs) Um, All right. I'm gonna see if Putin I can is find, after I wanna, me. I want to see if that guy is is if he's. Uh, uh, I want to see if I can find him. See if he's still following us. Is it Michelle Chaveza? You sent you sent it to me, and I had to do it a different way because I couldn't look it up. From it's this guy in the gold. Yes, Rick, Rick, Riccioni. Yeah, Emilia Romagna. Well, that's an area of Italy. Yeah. Yes. He follows. He follows you as well. Yes. 
Because I couldn't find. I, I can't stop listening to Barman and Bevo Pod. These guys are so bad. So bad. It's very funny. You must listen. Who is dumber, Bevo or Barman? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Barman and Bevo Pod. Do these guys know anything about cycling? Here's a here's free advice. Move your glass of ice water, not near the microphone. Microphono. Well, it's <laughs> it's Italian. It, <laughs> I don't know if he knows us that well, but there's never been ice water at this table. There, over the, no, there was on. Oh, did you have ice water that one time? Last time we recorded at your house. Oh, last weekend. Oh, that's listening right. to the Barman and Bevo Pod podcast about Ciclismo. Have these guys really make forty-two of these <laughs> per favor? <laughs> I'm gonna like all three of these tweets. I thought I did, but if you get a chance, follow Michelle. Shafeza at his his Twitter or his or her Twitter address is at M S S C H I F E Z Z A. He's not coming up on my Oh man, this is so weird. He's got it's a great, awesome. It's so good. It but he doesn't have any I couldn't find any. He other follows place. 20 people. Yes. Siri A News, Marcel Kittle, Warren Barguil. Roman Bardet, Peter Sagan, Mark Cavendish, Alejandro Valverde, Team Sky, Pino Tebow. Did you see that? Is Lance Arm following? Is he following you? Is he following us? Mm-hmm. No, he's not. <laughs> I just pulled it up looking for the other guy. No, I think he does not follow us. <laughs> what did you see? He's following you. Mike just got a boner. There's no way he where are you on his radar. James Oliverio, there he is. Which one? I followed him with the, the bull. Day. Yeah, no, it's a buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're clearly from the south. <laughs> He's from Michigan. Well, you know. He's not following us. We were looking at something else. All right, Barman and Bevo podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, just look for the Barman and Bevo podcast. Michael Barman, Michael Vandera. Yep. Uh, you can find us on tweet- Twitter. 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 That's why I got trolls. <laughs> at Barman, the letter N, Bevo pod. I am at Bevo8771. Barman is at <laughs> underscore Coach Barman. We're both on LinkedIn. If you want a happy birthday list, follow us on LinkedIn. Um, we'll be back probably again here... In a week or so, maybe a little over a week, with a new episode. Um, I don't know that there's going to be a lot going on here in June. The Dauphine. Right. Um, cycling. It, cycling it'll wind there's down a couple a events, but that's... Well, nothing's going to be as exciting as this Giro, so... No kidding. I mean, this was unbelievable. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll let you know when we're coming back with a new episode. It'll probably be in about a week. Um, we'll recap uh, some of the... Stanley Cup Finals. We'll recap Atlanta United this week. Um, maybe the NBA Finals if we don't have enough content to talk about. So that does it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And um, we'll catch you on the flip side. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Yeah Flattening the hills 
Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the law will allow. Don't understand the key.